All right, we're back for another episode of the Raw Urban Mobile Podcast from Shibuya, Tokyo. I'm Cliff. Chocolate boot in the house. We chilling in the middle of Shibuya again for the umpteenth million time inside of the Mobile Man Cave, old school, 99 Chevy van here in Japan with my man. So what's up? I'm trying to rhyme here? Man, you know, I'm working on my rap skills, dog. I might, <laughs> might be famous one day. All yeah. I need is a beat. Yeah. All right. So our guests today are two special ladies that's doing great things in Japan. And uh, they are co-founders of the organization Startup Lady. And I'll let, I'll, I'll let them introduce themselves. Go ahead. Uh, hi, I'm Amy. And uh, thanks for having me today. Um, I'm the co-founder of Startup Lady. I'm Chinese-Canadian. So I uh, have been in Japan for about four years. And uh, yeah, so happy to be here. Yeah, yes. Great for you to be here, yes. I'm Moeko, and I'm co-founder of Startup Lady. And I'm Japanese, um, so excuse my English sometimes. But um, i really passionate about um, our big dream that we have. And uh, we are willing to make women stronger here in Japan. Yes. Mm. And we are all about that. You know, uh, I actually, I attended a Startup Lady event a while back. Um, was it Story Night? Yes. So I was. Yes, it yeah. Was. So I was. I was there. I met um, Yan Fan, who we had on the podcast. Hey, Yan. What's if up, you, Yan? If you're listening. Yeah, and I met a few other ladies, and I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. You know, all the women were sharing their stories. You probably didn't know I was there, though. I don't think I met you two ladies that night. Yeah, you're hiding very well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was crowded. Yeah, it was. It, it was a nice crowd. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So yes, we are all about women empowerment yeah we had a we had like so the first year we we you know i looked back and i was like okay yeah we had only only had about two or three women on the podcast so i was like we need to get more women on here yeah and share their stories you know women from all over the world not just women in you know not just japanese women but of course from everywhere you know so let's do it let's do it let's do it all right so ladies tell us um what is startup lady and what's the mission this is Lee Oihara, host of The House of Life NYC, and you're listening to the Raw Urban Mobile Podcast. So at Startup Lady, um, we are committed to creating a um, very sustainable and, uh, and vibrant ecosystem for women. And uh, one of our vision is to able to, you know, help women become more equal, be, become more willing, become, um, you know, be able to have a level playing field in the business world. Okay, yeah, sounds great. So how, how did this come about? Like, how did you two meet each other, actually? It was uh, one of the, our entrepreneur friends' um, house party that uh, we were invited. And I was, I was told, oh, come on, there's a lady that you have to meet. Okay. She's very vibrant. And I went to meet her and... She was great. She had a beautiful vision, and I was talking to her and got inspired and felt like um, we have to talk more. And we were start talking about um, our, you know, our business and figured a woman in Japan are having problem to start the business. And she's Chinese Canadian, so it's very hard for her to start the business. So then we went into the topic of how we are kind of inspiring the woman in Japan or people from abroad to start the business. 
and that's great that you know it's it's all inclusive as far as you know not just Japanese women, but yeah, you have many um, foreign women here who are come here to work, who have interests in Japan, and yeah, and if they should they want to start a business, it shouldn't be too difficult for them, right? It should be. Of course not. Yeah, who are the other members of Startup Lady? I know there's a few other members. Yeah, so uh, we have two more co-founders. Uh, their name is Coco and Steffi. And uh, so they are kind of the, how, how do I define their role? They are, they are the pivotal uh, visionary members okay. uh, that defines what Startup Lady is today and how we present as an organization. Um, so in particular for Steffi, she's really um, involved in you know, how we present online, our online presence. So we have a huge following online presence and, you know, the the way we're branded is all thanks to her. So, yeah. I know Steffi. Hey, Steffi, if you're listening. Hey, Steffi. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've chatted with Coco via uh, Facebook and actually she she's the one that kind of set this set this up. I was chatting with her on Facebook and I said, hey, um, trying to get you ladies on. And then she said, yeah, I'll make it happen. And so, yeah, thank you, Coco. Thanks to Coco, we have a SL team um, currently structured very okay. well. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. Shout so, out to those two ladies. Yeah. Shout out to Coco. She's um, kind of the the vision behind Startup Lady in terms of like concept and how our teams are structured and how the organization look like as a whole right now. Um, I want to bring in particular, uh, you know, she's the kind of the mastermind behind our logo have you seen our logo i love the logo i was going to ask you about that yeah yeah so the uh concept that she came up with is that um you know it kind of looks like a chess piece yes yes Yes. um and so it's basically a pawn um when the pawn actually crosses the chessboard which is like very hard to do when the pawn crosses the chessboard and reaches the other side it becomes the queen so that logo is the the queen pawn that, yes because so, there's a little uh, crown or yeah there's a little crown, crown on top yes. and our slogan is be the game changer so wow that that that's... is like a great concept that Coco came up with and uh, we we made it into visual and after three months of work we got our logo together wow that is that is awesome so who so Coco came up with be the game changer too as well. Uh, that was a brainstorming session we have together, okay. uh, and the, the logo was, you know, her idea. Oh, man. Awesome. 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 So, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I want to kind of ask you ladies some individual questions. All right. I'll start out with Moeko. Okay. Yeah. And so you grew up here in Japan. Yep. Right. Uh, where Are you from Tokyo? I'm from Tochigi Prefecture, which is like uh, two hours away from Tokyo. Okay. And yeah, countryside. Countryside, <laughs> ah, so you're a country girl. Yeah. Well, Buddha's a, a country boy, right? Oh uh, yeah. Fresh air, cows, horses. Were you were you in that environment? Or? I wasn't, but I my um when I was in kindergarten, my um daily tour I had to do was climbing the mountain. Oh so, really? Yeah. Wow. Good exercise. Good exercise. Being around nature. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So eventually, you came to Tokyo. How did that? Like, or uh, you lived in Tochigi your whole time, and then, like, I know you spent some time abroad. Let's let's talk about. I mean, that. everywhere. Okay. So I was in uh, UK when I was in high school. Okay. And then I came back and uh, lived in Nara for a little bit, Nara Prefecture, which is like yes. a Kansai area. Yes. If you, anybody know, and then I went to US University, came back to Japan, and um, it was kind of 
normal for me to live in Tokyo because there are a lot of、uh, non-Japanese, and I love this kind of atmosphere rather than surrounded by only Japanese, only one space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Tokyo is kind of is like a melting pot of of people from all over the world, right? I'm、yeah. I'm from New York City, so it's yeah, it's, it's a it's, melting yeah. yeah, a melting pot. Yeah,、um, great place. So, so growing up, what I want to ask you this: what What did you dream of being growing up? You know, as, well, a, as a young girl. Well, I had a dream of changing education in Japan since I was young. Wow! But I was my parents are actually teaching、um, at the school, and I was looking at them, and、uh, there's not much freedom to teach in Japan. So there's a、uh, textbook where you can actually teach, but they only teach based on that. And I was always wondering as a kid, what is this society is like? So then I started to dreaming about changing the education way of changing、um, the education, and teaching more like a real thing. We call it street smart. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 So it, it was too structured.、Um, you wanted to go outside of this very structured learning, and and can you name some things like what what about the education here that you don't like or you didn't like growing up? I felt like、uh, if you're, for example, having crazy idea and trying to stress out, people are like,、uh, "What are you talking about?" Then you're kind of in denial, and then like you felt like、uh, you're getting denial, and then you have to quit the dream. That kind of structure, I was always wondering, and everybody has individual character characteristic, and everybody is very different, but we. Have the culture of not accepting those, and felt like、um, that is wrong. We've mentioned this on previous podcasts.、Uh, yes, definitely, it's a conformist society. It's always、uh, about family or the group, you know, more so than the individual, right? Yeah, it's a good thing and bad thing. Yes.、Yeah. So, what what do you, what do you think is the good thing about it? I think、uh, we respect each other and we try to understand the feeling of the other, and then we try to uniform. That's a very beautiful thing. At the same time, you cannot express too much,、yeah. too much as in a good way. There's a there's a kotowaza for that, right? I can't always forget that. The, the hammer. I mean, the nail that sticks up get hammered or something. Like yeah, in、that. Japanese we say derukui wa utareru. So 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 so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That is. That would be her and hero would. Really hit it off because he's uh he was raised abroad right he he spent a lot of time in the states and dude named Hero and he really you know he say I love my culture but I'm gonna bash the hell out of him because of the conformist society and it's not good for the younger generation so yeah yeah great for safety though I must admit that this is a safe country so yeah I think it's war's number one when you drop the wallet. It's gonna come back、yes. to you. Maybe everybody has that story. At、right? least four times every five times. So it's、yes. it's the highest number in.、Uh, you know, I'm I'm from New York City, and um, yeah, you probably maybe one out of five you'll get your. <laughs> I I actually lost my wallet in in New York one time, and I got it back.、So、wow. Yeah. Um, somebody mailed it. They mailed it back to me. Uh, I think I had some money in it, and the money wasn't in there. But I, <laughs> <laughs> I was still happy because I'm like, okay. I I almost expect for the money not to be in there, but right, just right. you know, please give me my cards back, my ID back, you know. So yeah, it was mailed back to me, no money, but you find money back here in Japan. Well, yeah, that's yeah, the you difference. Do. You, do. The, you find everything. Return too, yeah. How about Canada? Oh, in Canada, um, I would say 
mm, it wouldn't be as good as Japan, but okay. I would say it's close. Close, okay. yeah, it's close. Um, yeah, Japan is it's pretty crazy because I heard that in the um, metro. Um, the lost and found office like every year they have like millions of yen of lost money that nobody claimed yeah that that is insane yeah so talk about uh, Moiko talk about some of your past working experiences in the UK or the US was well, the US I think you spent a lot of time in right yeah um, I wasn't working I was a university student okay so I don't have any working experience in US okay but definitely changed my mind and when I came back to Japan mm -hmm. I was working for a company that serves um, you know that actually provides a service of business development in overseas so I was doing consultancy and marketing in there but I felt like um, well people there had no dream at all when I was asking to people what's your dream maybe I asked the person next to me and the person in the other side of the table and I was asking the pers person like really close sitting close to me and they were all saying I do not have any dream so I felt like uh, yeah um, I'm trying to understand people here and trying to see what they're actually trying to achieve but I didn't see that in the company so mm. I was working but I felt like um, I was working without any achievements there yeah so I read an article recently, uh, it might have been from your website, about how they did a survey mm -hmm. and they found out that only 22% of Japanese women express interest in like uh, starting their own business or, or mm -hmm. um, being an entrepreneur compared to like the States was around like 50 something, 57%. Mm -hmm. That sounds right. Um, because when you say something, uh, what you hear is maybe your parents first saying uh, you're too old. If you're a little uh, older, parents are like, you're too old. You should be stick to whatever you're doing right now. You shouldn't change um, your life way of, you know, earning money. So that's one of the against you get and uh, your neighborhoods. So I think people are looking at the, I don't know, neighborhoods or people's eyes all the time and see um, if I do this, what happens? Yeah, and stability is, is big here, right? It's, it it's, is big it's here. It's a major thing. Um, I, I have a friend who, you know, he, he had a young lady that he was um, interested in, and, um, you know, they were dating. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I think he was kind of like, this is a Japanese guy. Mm -hmm. And at the time, he was going through different, uh, he had different jobs or whatever, and so he wanted to marry mm -hmm. his girlfriend, and he asked the father for permission Mm -hmm. And basically, he told me that the father was like, no, because he wasn't stable enough. Like, he didn't. I've, I've realized that that's a very big thing here, you know. It is a big thing here. Yeah. But I feel like uh, only men has that kind of uh, obligation and okay. women can choose. Mm. So there's an inequality here in Japan and that we feel like oh, men always have to work. Okay. They have to belong to the company and they have to be stable, whereas the woman is not. So there's... You know, we have an equality issue here, but that's big for men as well. And But with you saying that, why are there not a lot of Japanese women uh, wanting to start businesses or having a dream? Or What what you think is the cause of that? Like, what's... Uh, first, I don't have kids, um, but okay, uh, people who are having kids are like, I have to take care of them. And my um, husband always mentioned that I have to take care of the family, so I don't have anything to do any other time to do anything else 
So even though I'm dreaming of doing whatever, I cannot do that. Because they're stuck in these like traditional roles, right? Yeah, like, that's one thing. And another one is um, like um, opposed opinion from people. Mm. So when you talk about the dream, sometimes you get opponents. And uh, I think uh, having strong mind will solve that issue. But many people are not, from my opinion. So people are like, oh, I cannot do it. So okay. basically, it's culturally ingrained yeah. in the mindsets of Japanese women. Because I know when I used to be a salesman here in Tokyo a long time ago, mm-hmm. uh, every company I went to, the ladies were working in the office and they always served tea. That's a like, very traditional um, Japanese Even though they're women. college educated. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I knew one lady, you know, you know, we would go drinking, uh, us and a group of us would go drinking. And she told me that, you know, she has a degree from the States. Mm-hmm. She has a degree here in Japan. Mm-hmm. But I say, every time I come to the company, you're serving tea. What's up with that? You say, oh, it's just a traditional, you know, she's probably my age or older now. But it, it, it was, I, I saw that a lot when I was here in Japan and but you know hey just just to be devil's advocate I guess sometimes Japanese men you know like in the states they felt that hey we built this country we we we're the ones that worked hard we're the ones that defended the country defended the family defending the household so what are you guys complaining about I have a good story about that yeah I was yeah, asking yeah. uh people like why do you work as a man and they're like oh we work for women oh Japanese Japanese men said that yeah okay because my wife is waiting that's why I'm working. Oh. Mm. So, yeah, it's yeah. it's very structured, right? Um, it is structured. Yeah. I, I think the, the dynamics are a, a, a lot different in the States to where you have a lot more... You have a lot more ambitious women in the States, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. Um, educated and, and, you know, with a family, with kids, but still trying to do something, right? You yeah. Know? I think in Japan, the number of those kind of young generation i mean is increasing okay that's good to know when i'm talking to our interns and volunteers they're very very aggressive about that so they're building the community of uh, maybe students who are willing to start up or who are willing to do the business or who are getting connected and maybe trying to do new things so they're building that at early early age when they're only like 20 or 21 uh, and I wonder, I wonder what's what's the reason for the the change in mentality? Is it you think it's is it Western influence maybe or TV? Like what is it? I think, think influence comes from everywhere. It could be Western influence, and uh, another one is maybe like a society is changing. I yeah. see that in uh, mass media or many places. Okay, so, so that's even in Japanese combination of yeah media and society, things yeah. are slowly changing. Okay, yeah, all right. All right, let's uh, talk to uh, Miss Ami here from Canada, right? Yes. What part of Canada? Uh, Vancouver, where all the Chinese are from. (laughs) 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 It's Vancouver or Toronto. Um, Okay. So were you born in Canada or born in... Uh, I was born in China and my family moved to Canada when I was 12. Okay. Yeah. And what are your memories of China? Is Is it good memories? Oh, <laughs> the the fun uh, communist elementary school that I've been <laughs> to. Uh, ev- no, everybody is wearing this like little red scarf, okay. um, and you have to wake up like freaking early in the morning, seven something, to raise the national flag, and everybody sing the national anthem and salute the flag. I hated that part. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, we did it in America too. You know, pledge of allegiance to the flag. So yeah, yeah. You- 
lived up till 12 years old. So, yeah, you have a lot of memories, I think. You yeah. Know? Okay, all right. And then why Canada? Your parents were like, that's enough of this communist stuff. Let's. Oh, God. Uh, we, we could get into a pretty deep topic or <laughs> dark topic here. Yeah. Um, there is like a one child policy in, yes. yeah, in China. So, in order for them to actually uh, you know, give birth to more children, um, they, they have to leave the country because uh, they, in China, they do force abortion upon women. Um, with you know more than one kids, like apparently the government have control over you know your baby. Yeah, isn't that insane? It's insane. Right. Yeah, I, I've I've read about it here and there, but yeah, wow. It, yeah, it happens. Wow, it to actually hear it from boys. you now, yeah. They they preferred boys, right? Yeah, so they preferred boys, uh, but also the fact that you can only have one kid. Um, you know, it's it's pretty population crazy. control. It's population control. There was a great famine, um, and then the government is like, "Oh no, we cannot have more people." Um, you know, Chinese population cannot grow any more. So please stop having kids right now. Um, yeah, and yes, you're right. They prefer boys over girls. So right now, um, you know, some people know the gender of the kid, and they, um, you know, do the abortion, and then they try to have boys. And uh, right now there's a bridal problem in China where there's too few women and there's like almost twice as much men. So there's a lot of men who are unable to marry uh, because of that. <laughs> but then again, you, know, you guys could kick back and watch these like, hey, these eight guys are going to fight over the right <laughs> to marry me. No, nah, I'm just kidding. All right. So you moved to Canada, Vancouver. <laughs> and what was that? A, I mean adapting how was that but you said it was a, it's a large chinese community there right so there yes uh there is and also i think like when you're 12 year old you don't think too much about everything uh so i picked up english in a year you know just being immersed in school uh and everything so i think like looking back i didn't really want to leave my friends behind but then at the same time i'm really thankful for you know, that experience of being able to immigrate, to get out of China, to be able to have a good education uh, and, you know, be exposed to people of many culture. So, yeah, I think it's it's overall a really good experience. What was your dream as a, as a young lady, as a child? As a child. So I come from a family of entrepreneurs. Uh, my grandfather uh, was in business. My parents, they're both entrepreneurs, business owners. And so, yeah, growing up, I, I would uh, do my little, uh, what do you call that? Like child's play of a, of a business. I okay. would like try to sell little things at school and, uh, <laughs> you know, like uh, try to establish some, you know, like, uh, I don't know, just playful company with my friends. Like even when we're just like child's play. Uh, yeah. So I've always wanted to you know, have a successful business that crosses borders, you know, not just, you know, within one country. So she was a hustler growing up. I was a hustler growing up. I was like (laughs) selling bracelets to my friends in school. And if they didn't pay on time, you charge them interest, right? (laughs) Um, No, I I have to pay up front. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then so for education wise, where did you go to school at? Uh, um, so I finished, um, I think, junior high in Canada. I went to international school back in China, a, oh, wow. a Canadian so went, one. Okay. Yeah, I went back uh, for a couple of years. And then I got into university in the United States. I went to UC Berkeley. 
Um, and yeah, so that was wow. the extent of my education. Wow. And then, so Japan, how, like, how did that happen? <laughs> uh, I, I was working for one year after graduation. And um, around that time, I, you know, I was living in California for six years. And I thought, you know, if, I, if I'm not leaving now, I'll probably stay there forever. And so this is kind of like, um, you know, I was in between uh, my first startup and, uh, you know, that, that didn't went really well. So I was just leaving it. Um, I wanted to start a new life and I spoke a bit of Japanese, have, uh, you know, a community of Japanese friends and they are all kind of, we're all around this like new graduate age and everybody is going, going to this uh, place called Boston Career Forum. Like uh, where hundreds of, you know, Japanese students would fly in to find a job. So I thought, wow. oh, okay, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> and I found jobs in Japan. So nice. that's how I came. Now, um, prior to coming to Japan, <laughs> how much did you know about Japan? And, you know, coming to Japan as a woman, as a female entrepreneur, did you, were, were you aware of what you were up against? coming here um so i would say it's as crazy as it sounds i've never set foot in japan before coming to japan so all my understanding of it it's really you know from the media from anime from my friends uh i knew of the inequality but i wasn't aware of the extent of the inequality until you until I, I came here and I started my job. Um, not that, like, my job is great because it was a UK, you know, uh, company. Okay. Um, but just, you know, we, we interact with a lot of people. I was a recruiter before. Okay. So, um, you know, having to meet all the Japanese ladies and hearing their story. And um, it breaks my heart to see, like, moms coming here. She really needed a job. Like, she has a one-year-old, but she couldn't find daycare for, like, almost a year. So she needed the money, she needed the job, but she couldn't leave her child alone. So it just like breaks my heart to see all of that happening. Yeah, and so day- daycare is an issue here then, right? It's a huge issue, yeah. Um, what, what are the issues? Is it not enough of them or is it too expensive? Is it both? What, what? It's um, So not enough of them, especially uh, in this like Tokyo area and also the the privilege of getting in there. So... If you are not a full-time employed woman before you have a kid, you do not have, like as a freelancer, let's say, you do not have the first choice. You don't don't have the, um, I guess, like the privilege of first choice of being in that daycare. So they prioritize um, like full-time working women over like freelancers. And yeah, so it just like depends on the situation of the mother um, as well. Yeah, and obviously not enough of them so she'll be waiting for one year for for her daycare so ladies um is there anything like you know and this is for people who are listening who may be interested in starting a business here is there anything in particular they should um, any advice you want to give to ladies or people in general about starting up a business here in japan um, you know, we, we can write a whole book about it. Yeah, <laughs> but just a few things, you know. Yeah, um, just a few things. I think, um, yeah, especially when when you're a foreigner starting here, um, just, you know, to be able to have a um, Japanese co-founder, I'm very blessed in this case. Uh, it just, you know, everything else gets a, a lot easier because of, you know, cultural understanding and understanding of the law, understanding of... Uh, you know many issues so and you know it's great to have this kind of 
dynamic, this kind of collaboration going on. Um, because I, I do see a lot of um, startups here who are only aiming in the very niche segment or you're only able to serve the, uh, let's say, the foreign community here, which is, I think, like 3 or 10% of Tokyo's population. It's it's a sizable population. Yes. Uh, but yeah, for our purpose, if we wanted to change society, you, you can't just change within like one niche, right? We yes. need to reach to Japanese women. We need to be able to, to reach out. So that's one thing. Um, I think another thing is that startups pivot a lot. Our ideas change too, like from the beginning of where we are to now is quite different. But like every step along the way, you need to have a good co-founder, good co-founding team that sticks with you uh, every step of the way and like be able to um, really adapt to these changes because it is stressful sometimes, you know, like you're uh, looking at your business as a whole and, you know, you're under pressure to make money, but at the same time, you got to make these changes. So, um, you know, someone who's able to tolerate these changes and, you know, be able to be okay uh, with, with all the change and all the pivot until the business gets to a certain scale or point, uh, it's pretty important. Okay. And probably my piece of advice is that um, you're probably having different uh, mindsets sometimes, but then uh, people as a team has to come together and go towards a similar uh, mission or vision. But mission, vision, people are thinking, oh, why should I make mission or why should I make vision? Because they're not clear enough why. The reason is that to in order to achieve the same uh, goal, I don't want to use the term goal, but it's um, the easy word, so I, I'd say goal. You have to have a flag um, on top of the ground and say, oh, this is what we're trying to achieve. So you have to go towards that. So then you have to clearly establish something. Right. Some so if, even, though, yeah, even though there's changes and uh, difficulties coming along, you're going towards similar place. So that everybody going take different uh, maybe way to go there, but at the end everybody have the gather. same destination, right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now I'm sitting here listening to you, you ladies, right? And uh, I'm under the impression that all right. Now when I hear about startup ladies, is it just about the tech world, or it's about any business in general? Uh, let's say a person's a uh, lady who wants to be a restaurateur or a lady who wants to be uh, have her own, let's say, music production company. Or, uh, uh, are you guys limited? Because I'm getting the impression that it's all about tech. That's the impression I'm getting, right? Startup lady? It sounds so, like a bunch of tech stuff. So, so, yeah, so the, basically, the people who are part of your organization, are they in different types of businesses or whatever? Uh, so... I think, yeah, the, the word startup does evoke that, you know, that uh, image of, okay, this is uh, very tech-based, tech-focused. Uh, so I want to clarify two things. One, like as startup lady ourselves, uh, we, we utilize technology. So we're quite tech-focused in, internally as of how we run this business. Mm -hmm. um, however, within our community, we have this great diversity that, you know, even I'm surprised just talking to people, we have a lot of ladies from let's say the beauty industry, someone who have their own salon, someone who's a singer, you know, someone who's, you know, doing uh, their freelance or someone who's a translator. Uh, and then, of course, we have tech uh, ladies in tech, but they do not make up the majority of our community. So, you know, our community is 
pretty uh, diverse. Very diverse, yeah. Okay, so yeah. With, with that said, what type of uh, service? Talk about your services and, and programs and things that you offer at Startup Lady. Yeah. Um, so in terms of we, so our our kind of goal is to build a you know sustainable ecosystem for for women and kind of part of that I visualize this in a cycle. Uh, so part of it, it's uh, people and community. So we have um, both online and offline community where we have women meet each other. And, you know, we have our startup lady lunch, which is every single month uh, where we gather people from our community and say, OK, here here's a lunch space. You know, talk to each other, make some business happen, you know, or, yeah. or just make some friendship happen. So, you know, those are the things that we do for for our community. Uh, and then, of course, we have the events that, that yes. you've been to. Yeah, story uh, night. Yeah, story night. And part of that, it's it's a little bit mixture of like education and you know, um, you know, bring this like fun and value, you know, to to our community as well. So each of the speaker we bring, they're always uh, we always ask them to teach something. You know, if they if they have walked that path, you know, like yes. please tell everybody how you've walked it and what kind of difficulties you've faced and. What advice do you have for the younger generation? So, um, so that's part of that. Um, so, as Moiko mentioned, you know, her dream is to change education. So, yes. we do have our education part uh, of Startup Lady as a service. So, we um, we're inviting a lot of mentors who are successful CEOs um, who've run their business for a couple of years, who've hired people. So, you know, they are the people who've made it, uh, and we want these people to. Uh, you know, people be able to pair up with people in our community and give them, you know, really practical advice. So this is, I feel that this is better than going to MBA sometimes because, you know, if you haven't uh, walked that path, just learning it through textbook is not enough. Yes. But, you know, actually asking someone who have been there and say like, uh, actually, you know, I'm encountering this problem in my startup. Like, I'm not able to get customers. Like, what should I do? MBA textbook is not going to tell you that. But, mm. Maybe someone who have done it is would be able to tell you, you know, okay, you know, here are the steps that you should take. So um, part of it. And uh, we want to provide resources. So we are talking to co-working spaces all over Tokyo uh, to let us have a one day per month drop in at their space. So we call it a discovery program okay. uh, where women can, you know, have the privilege to go in there, work for a day at any of the spaces across Tokyo. Um, and in the process, we're also helping the co-working space, um, you know, because sometimes when you just, you know, go there, have a tour, you don't really get a sense of whether you like the space or not. You got to like sit there, work a day, see who the people are and whether you're going to, you know, really like it or not. So, yeah. So these are the four pillars. Okay. Mm. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Do you have any male? I, I know it's startup lady, but uh, what if a man wants to attend the event? Maybe to I don't know inspire his uh, daughter or to inspire his wife to get up off her butt and say, or even hey. if he has his own um, dreams, entrepreneurial yeah, yeah, dreams. Yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah, okay. they're they're more than welcome. Uh, okay. We just don't want people coming here looking for a girlfriend. So that, yes. that's the bottom line. Yes, uh, but if you're a guy, if you're out there. If you want to join a startup lady event, you're more than welcome to. And and you have to you have to kind of establish that, right? You know, us yes. men we, we we're yeah. wired differently, so yeah, you know, yeah. our minds are. They, like, oh, startup ladies. Startup oh, okay, lady? yeah. Oh, okay, let me put on my best suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yes, um, yeah. And, and I've okay. been to the I've been to a few um, 
story nights and yeah i see quite a few guys there i, I was there yeah. not looking for women i'm married you know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, I was just i went to to be inspired to um you know meet you ladies and i i met i met a few other people i didn't i don't think i met you two that night but i met steffi and um a few other ladies that i know yan and yeah, um, yeah. yeah so yeah it's a great event um one other thing i wanted to know was um so back to the slogan, right? Yes. Be the game changer. Who who epitomizes that that slogan? What lady out there? What woman out there uh, embodies that statement? Yeah, um, I want to mention about the lady yeah. uh, who is running a, a university called Moms University. Her okay. slogan is interesting. That if you're a woman and mm-hmm. if you're not earning money, you're not entrepreneur. But if you're a woman and not taking care of your kids, you're not mom. Ah. Nice. And and what's the name of her company or, or? Uh, her company is called just Mom's University. Mom's University. Mama Kiyoka Daigaku is the name in ah, Japanese. Okay. Yeah, I saw her interview on uh YouTube. Even though I was checking out the subtitles. Oh really? And, and yeah, what's her name? Very inspirational. Kondo san. Okay, Kondo san. Right. Okay. She's a very inspiring um lady okay. that um she has a own program as well and she has online uh, where Woman can go and watch. You know, moms are busy. Sometimes they can't attend the classes, but they can attend her class online. And she's providing it to moms who are willing to start up and, of course, get um, revenue. Get, nice. Yeah. Great. And how about you? Who's your favorite game changer? Uh, so for me, I want to give a mention to our most recent speaker, Asami Matsumoto from Active Connector. Uh, so from her story, she's a lady who didn't think about starting up her own business. She was a company employee, you know, just, you know, doing her day-to-day work. But she has this passion. She has this vision, this dream that she really wanted to realize. And um, it was her co-founder that gave her the push to, you know, like quit her job, do her business. And right now she's, you know, a entrepreneur with a team of, uh, I think, more than 10 people. So she's she's done it for five years. And she's kind of my, how I envision, like, the... Uh, I guess like the epitome of what a game changer looked like. And I think she, the the before her, it's really much like every average Japanese lady who's working in a corporate right now. Uh, and, you know, being able to take that step to change the game for your life and for, you know, just to pursue your vision. I think that that is uh, who I would call a game changer. Oh, and that's, wow. and that's awesome. And, I, and I'm, I think it's cool that you mentioned some ladies that are here locally doing things, right? I mean, of course, we all know Michelle Obama and Cardi B. You know, there's some serious game changers as well. But, um, you know, yeah, it's good that we know that there are some Japanese ladies, some ladies in this community. Who are in charge. Who are running So they got men serving them tea, right? (laughs) I hope so. All right, ladies, um, thank you once again. Um, Before we go... Give your, your social media plugs and where, where can people follow and learn about Startup Lady? Yeah, so uh, for Instagram would be Startup Lady JP. Yeah, so I think we have the same handle throughout like Instagram. We have Instagram Meetup, uh, YouTube, Facebook, you know, all that. So okay. just follow us. And uh, if you're a lady out there, join our community. Yes. Uh, also, uh, you can check out our website, uh, www.startuplady.org. All right. That's what's up. And right. guys, for all you guys out there that think you're going to pick up a woman at this event or you coming there to fish for women, you're probably going to get bored because they're going to be too damn focused on making money. <laughs> and making connections. Making <laughs> connections. 
Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up, yeah. All right, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Ami, thank you, Moeko. Yeah, thank you very much for having us today. Yes, it, it is. It was fun. Thank you very much. Yes. All so right. We, we enjoyed the mobile it. man cave, baby. All right. That's it. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Roar Urban Mobile Podcast. For more episodes, please visit rump.podbean.com. Or you can head straight to Google and type in Roar Urban Mobile Podcast. You can also listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you can stream or download podcasts.